welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen of ladies. It's your boy LS3. Another week, another opportunity to be great and better yourselves. Before we get it popping, y'all already know. Let's hear that beat drop. Yes, yes, welcome to Medicine Ball with your boy LS3 to be exact. And if you ain't in shape, at least your brain should be. Welcome to Medicine Ball where we focus on giving your brain a six pack. What does that mean, you might ask? It means we focus on working out your brain. We focus on working out how to change how you think, how you perceive things, how you deal with these adversities that are going to come and show up in life. Now, before I start, I am not a doctor, not a psychiatrist, not a psychologist, not a therapist, but I am, however, someone who has been diagnosed with bipolar disorder one for 15 years. And I have an interesting insight with mental health on both sides, whether it's therapy, medications, or much, much more. I was forced to change the way that I live, think, perceive things and act in order to live a more peaceful life. So whether you're one of the millions of Americans that are dealing with one of the many, many mental health illnesses, or you know someone who's diagnosed, or you could just use some hacks for this thing we call life, this is your family. You already know you could have been anywhere on the world today and you chose to rock with me. I appreciate that. And I never take it lightly. With no further ado, we're going to go ahead and get into this week's episode. That's right. Yes, yes. This week's episode, episode 21, The Obstacle Course. Let's get it. Welcome, welcome, y'all. Medicine Ball with your boy, LS3. Episode number 21, Obstacle Course obstacle course now if you guys are anything like me and it should be a majority of you guys i cannot personally speak for the new generation but i'm i was born in 84 i'm an 80s baby we had field day and even sometimes we had obstacle courses and you know me personally i use the obstacle courses as a way to challenge myself but also base myself up against you know the competition to kind of see where i stood and as i got older as I was diagnosed, as I continued to change how I think and perceive things, I went back to a story that I heard, and I know many of you guys have heard it, and I want to just drop it for you. So, pull up a chair, I got a story to tell. So, in ancient times, there was a king, and the king had a boulder placed on the roadway, and then he went and hid from a vantage point where he can watch and see if anybody would move the boulder out of the way. Some of the wealthiest merchants in the land and carriers and many people came by and just simply walked around it. I'll take it a step further. Many of those people even loudly blamed the king for not keeping the roads clear, which is crazy because none of them did anything about getting the stone out of the way. But then here comes a peasant carrying vegetables and his belongings. And upon approaching the boulder that he could have just walked around, the peasant laid down his burden and tried to push the stone out of the road. So he's pushing. Ugh. And after much pushing and straining, guess what? He finally succeeded. And so, you know, put yourself there. I'm trying to give you all a visual. You pushed it out the way. You were probably bending down, pushing, and you get it out the way. And you turn around. And as he turned around to go back to his belongings, lying in the road where that boulder had been was a purse or a pouch. And in that purse or pouch contained Many, many gold coins and a note from the king explaining that the gold was for the person who removed the boulder from the roadway. What's that moral, man? Obstacle course, man. Every obstacle we come across in life gives us an opportunity to improve our circumstances. 
And while a majority of people will be lazy and complain, we are thinking and creating opportunities through and being kind-hearted people, generous people, and having an overall focus and a mentality and a willingness to get things done. We get the get the get get to reap the benefits of the of the spoils. To the victor goes the spoils, rather. Long story short, man. Obstacle courses, man. There's gonna be plenty of obstacles, man. And and, and for the sake of this podcast. I'm going to relate obstacles and distractions in some situations together so that I can make my point. Now, let's use that same story about the boulder being in the way. But let me put my spin on it. So I can teach you guys how to start looking at obstacles and learning that most of the times, those same things that you think that are keeping you down, those same things you think are holding you back that are easy to complain about and just ignore are actually your blessings in disguise. They're your big break in disguise. And if you're not mentally thinking right and you're not the type of person who's living a life to get things done, to be, you know, perspective, uh, perceptive to what's going on around you and pay attention, you're going to miss a lot of things. So back to what I was saying, let's say you run in a race. It's a straight race. It's a hit. And, 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 and throughout this race that you're running, there's a lot of hills. So I'm saying that to say you can't necessarily see what's all the way in front of you. And you come to a boulder in this race. Now, it's way easy. It only costs you a couple of seconds to look at it and be like, man, this is just an obstacle. This is just a distraction. Let me just run around it and keep moving. But let me stop you right there. When you start changing and being opening and, 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 and understanding what's going on, change how you think, how you analyze things, you will be able to turn these obstacles into power-ups. See, the thing about that, I made a, it was a reason that I told you guys it was a hilly race to run because I may come along and instead of going around that boulder, I might climb on top of that boulder. Why? To get a better vantage point. And doing that, I'm able to see down the hills and see, man, there's a, a bump in the road here. There's a, there, there's a fall off here. There's a free fall there. And now, because I took something that most would see as an obstacle or distraction, and actually use it as a tool, it's going to give me that one up. And that's where I want y'all to go with it today, man. It is medicine ball. It is medicine ball. And as I go through life, I realize that when you're focused on a goal or finishing the race or being a particular type of person or changing your mindset or bettering a relationship, there are more than enough obstacles and distractions depending on how you're looking at it. Now, we could start on a lighter note. We could talk about Facebook, Instagram, social media, Twitter, YouTube, et cetera, et cetera. And even in some of the things that we like and we see as entertainment, they can be distractions. Now, I'm going to go off top of subject for a little bit here because, um, you know, and I'm going to explain it in a way for you guys to understand. I'm going to give you another one. So Call of Duty is a video game that is currently out. Xbox, PlayStation, if you have a son or brother or uncle or cousin, somebody you know has this game and they play it, right? So I'm from uh, uh, an era of, I'm just going to keep it real with you, some real dirty trash talk online, man. Like I'm a Halo kid. I, I came in and my online experience, I had started before that, but Halo is when I really started getting into the matchmaking. And you know, I don't want to take it lightly or anything, but man, like 
before you go into a match, they might load up eight people from online and they're going to split those teams. And we use those lobbies to talk as much trash as we can. And I'm going to keep it real with y'all. Like the racism and, and, the, and the swearing and the profanity and the offensiveness was at an all time high. But in that capacity, I loved it. It's nothing doper than looking at somebody's name, trying to come up with a Joan or try to roast them because of maybe their voice. And then you got to go see that guy in this game where you're going to be shooting at each other. Now, again, this is a game. We're just talking about a game, a video game. All right. So I had some epic battles, man. I remember when I was a little bit younger, I would pay, play Halo for hours. And those same people who would maybe even be saying the N word or I think at that point, this was right around the time. Um. And it might have been a little bit before, uh, before that where, you know, I'm just going to keep it real. The white guys get on there and be like, can you even afford an Xbox? Did Obama have to give you an Xbox? And it was just exciting because you're not going to see this person. You're not going to fight them. But you can play this game and use your skills on the game to get at them. Long story short, I'm telling you that to say it's different now. So as I get on this Call of Duty game, I'm realizing because I do dabble in YouTube and things of that nature that people aren't communicating like they used to. Like, I guess people are streaming it live or they're trying to get YouTube hits. But long story short, in today's world, if you go buy an Xbox or a PlayStation or some type of bundle or a controller, it's going to come with the headset. I have an Xbox, even a controller I have. You could put a regular Android headset in there and talk. There's no communication. There's no communication. So you're playing a death match. People are clearing their throat on the mic and it drives me crazy, man. And I like follow me on um, Xbox Live, man. Um, phenomenal one. P-H-E-N-O-M-I-N-A-L-W-U-N, but I'll be talking that trash, man, and usually people follow me after that, or they're like, yo, you're funny as hell, et cetera, et cetera, I digress. Anyway, long story short, I had to find something because I wanted to communicate. What do I want to play online for if you're not even talking trash? If we're not going to tell each other, hey, the enemy's sitting over there, ducking behind a tower, sniping us off, why are we on the game? So they got this new mode called Special Ops. And it's a it's it's a, it's a um, competitive mode. You play with somebody, and so I'm weird. I'm different. You know what I mean? Um, now I have gotten my weight up on the game, and I'm fire now. But at that point, I was like, oh, okay, so these are missions where you jump in with you and three, so it's four total people, and you complete missions. And these joints are hard. I'm talking hundreds of enemies, protecting things, shooting things down, disarming bombs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. At this point, I say there's about eight special ops missions. And out of the millions of people who have this, millions of people who have this game, the Call of Duty, less than 1% have completed all of those special ops missions. So as I'm playing them and I'm working them through them, I'm like, yo, this is going to be my niche here. I'm going to work through these. I come across some people and I start putting some things together. And um, the first thing was, I like that one because you communicate. There's no way you're going to be able to beat one of those missions. You'll be hard pressed to beat one of those missions if you're not on the microphone talking to the guy that's on your team. But through communicating with people and beating the missions and whatnot, the guy brought up something very interesting to me. All of these missions can be completed rather easy if you avoid distractions and obstacles or look at them the proper way. For instance, you start off one mission and 50 guys come running out. And for weeks while I was trying to beat this, I would be shooting all these guys, keep going down. Somebody got to come over and rescue me. It was just hard. And finally, I realized all of this stuff is just a distraction. You got to get to your bigger goal, man. 
Your goal is not to kill 50 dudes. It's to go over here and, and, and help this helicopter. And the longer you stand out there in the field trying to fight and have a firefight with these dudes, they're going to keep spawning. They're going to keep killing you. It's going to draw it out. It tires you down and you're not going to get through it. So once I figured that out for one stage, I started adding that into the other stage. Now, now, mind you, again, I know it doesn't sound like much, but there's like millions of people who have this game and under one percent have completed these special ops missions. So it's kind of a big deal. It's kind of a big deal in that community, rather not on the bigger thing, but in that community, it's a big deal. So I started to realize, you know, there's even a situation where you have to escort a tank. And I was like, man, we escorting this tank. You crouch down, you hide behind the tank. You're walking along, you're shooting the guys, they're shooting RPGs at you, and it's very difficult. Then I realized even the tank is a distraction. And I soon started to be like, yo, leave that tank there. Let's go over here and take out the guys who are in these windows with these RPGs and make everything safe. And then let's go back and escort the tank. And then I started applying that more. And I've already been applying it, but just something simple like that in the way that I'm able to think and analyze things sent me into this thing thinking about obstacles and distractions because guess what that same tank there's a situation once you clean those people off that you have to walk with the tank to escort it but it also can be something to help you because i later found that you could jump on top of the tank lay down and just pick people off while you're riding so something that could be seen as an obstacle or a distraction can often be a way out depending on how you're looking at it so let's relate this back to life. Life is full of obstacles, man. But guess what? When you were younger and you ran that obstacle course, you get a different sense of pride, of accomplishment when you're able to do it in a specific amount of time. And that time doesn't necessarily indicate that you're faster. It just means that you're able to get around the obstacles quicker without getting bogged down. If you ever go watch uh, American Ninja Warrior or something like that, man, um, Sometimes those things, when you look back from them, can look very, very intimidating. I, I, I give you an example, man. Like there's something where you got to sprint down a hill and then make a jump like halfway up to grab something so that you can you, you can win. And it wasn't it, it, it took a while for me to realize, yo, if you just use the momentum from this thing that you just ran down and keep going. And don't stand there. I see a lot of people get to this wall. And y'all know what I'm talking about if y'all watch American Ninja Warrior. I see a lot of people get to this wall. They take a deep breath. They put their hands on their hips. They look at it. They look up and down. And at that point, they've killed all that momentum that they could have used to just sprint, to spring forward and get up there on the first try. We have to start looking at obstacles in a way that they can be helpful for us. Because there's no real way to get away from distractions. I mean, sure, you could go out and say you want to be a business owner. You know, even me with the podcast. I'm going to take it one more time. Because in the next seg, I'm just setting this up for you. In the next segs, I'm going to tell you some things that you can do to kind of get around obstacles and not get distracted. And furthermore, how to use them to your advantage. Even with me with the podcast. Christmas just passed. And I have a few podcasts that I have saved up. For situations where I may be out of town or I might have a family emergency. And I kind of know, though, that I have people who and it may not be millions of people, but I have some people who wait on this podcast every week who wait to hear what I have to say to try to motivate and inspire them. 
And as I'm sitting here like, yo, I'm just going to load up one of my, I'm just, I, I, it's Christmas. I just got NBA 2K, you know, and I'm playing it and I'm playing around with it and whatnot. And during that time, I started thinking about some other stuff that I had to do, um, i.e. promote the podcast, reach out to people, answer my phone. There's people who call and text me every day, want to know how to handle situations, how to deal with anger, how to deal with forgiveness. Not that I'm a guru, but they know that it's something that I'm constantly aware of and practicing. And so with that, I took that same motivation and I made it my business to make this podcast that I'm recording right now for y'all is fresh. This is being done right now on today, even though I have podcasts available. And that was just for my personal, you know, I like to practice what I preach, able to get through distractions. And even with me wanting to play NBA 2K, it's a dope little game. I've been playing it for like 10 years since 2K1 or something like that. I use my distractions and my obstacle of getting some work done as my boost. So I was like, you know what? I could be doing other stuff right now, but since I'm deciding to be selfish and, and kind of lackadaisical, and, and by all means, you got to enjoy life. But this is what I do. I do something like, yo, if I play a game of this, I'm going to have the focus. And again, this all goes back to other things we're talking about, knowing where you are, knowing what type of person you are. But I'm like, yo, I'm going to take my time out. I'm going to play this game. And then I'm going to sit it down and not touch it until I get some other things accomplished. So just like that, a distraction or an obstacle to getting something done could turn into a motivation or a booster or a power up. We got to start changing the way we think. And we're going to talk about how to avoid these obstacles, man. Because sometimes these obstacles, these boulders in the road, whether it could be losing your job, not having a car, have a silver lining underneath. Maybe you have a job that deep down in your heart, you don't really like that job, but you feel like you can't do anything else. That's what's making you money. And so ultimately you ride it out until what happens? And there's millions of stories like this. You get fired because you don't like the job. Subconsciously, you just BSing. But that same motivation and that fire might be what it takes for you to get your ish together. Because now you got more time to focus on something and look for other opportunities, even in something that might be considered an obstacle. Because, hell, if you can't find a job and you have kids to feed, I'm pretty sure you're going to get very, very creative. Like, I joke about it all the time, man. Like, I have no kids, but I joke about it all the time. Like, man, if I had kids, I'd probably be a millionaire by now. Because what, what most people see as a distraction or an obstacle or a shortcoming or a fall or something is just something to divert you away from crossing that finish line, man. So that's what we're going to get into on this next seg, man. I'm going to tell you ways in the next seg how to view obstacles in different perspectives so you can actually see these things as power up or boost. And then I'm going to tell you in the last seg how the obstacle course is nothing more. It's just like I was talking about Simon Says, man. It, it, you got to look between the eyes. The obstacle course is nothing more than a judgment of how quick you're able to get over things or how you can use things to your advantage. You know, if you're doing those little tire runs before you get to the wall, you better use that momentum to come out of the little tire steps and, and, and climb the rope to get on up the wall. Use it to your advantage, man. So, yo, that was the first seg. Medicine ball with your boy L. S3. Check out this beat. We're going to be back with the optical course. Yeah, yeah.
free if you ain't in shape, at least your brain should be. Welcome to Metaspar, where we focusing on giving your brain a six pack. That's right, you gotta exercise your mental, work it out, man. That's the only way you're gonna get it stronger. Get it in shape, you gotta condition it. And we're gonna get right back into it, man. Episode 21, Obstacle Course. We gotta condition our mind and get it in shape so that we can change it to work the best for us, man. And we're gonna go straight into talking about that on this seg here, man. So, hey. I give y'all another example. I give y'all another example, man, of uh, how you got to use something that can be seen as an obstacle or distraction and use it to your advantage. Now, a lot of people know, but a lot of you guys don't know. I produce music. I talk about it. I read actual music. I have worked with many artists. I've been in the studio. You know, I I don't even want to name drop, but I've been around some people. And I find as I gear more towards this podcast, man, and you know, kind of change my perspective and what's important to me in life. I love music. People always ask me for beats, but sometimes the motivation isn't quite there and it becomes more of an obstacle in sometimes, but I produce beats and the way that I'm even able to use that obstacle as a springboard is all of the breaks and the cuts that you guys hear throughout the podcast, the beats were produced by me, LS3. I produced the beats. So, I have people who contact me who have actually said to me, <laughs> yo, I don't I don't know what you're talking about on your podcast, but them beats, though, they nice. Let me pay you for some. So guess what? That thing that was an obstacle, just by doing the smallest thing of throwing it into my podcast, which is something I'm already got momentum with, it gives me that boost because best believe somebody called me up about some bread, about a beat or something or an opportunity or something like that, I'm taking it. So... And um, that kind of goes into what we're about to start talking about, man. You, you got to know yourself. And I want to first break down the three type of obstacles that I see and that I'm aware of. And then in the third seg, we'll go into the three things you can do to kind of go at each one of these. All right. So obstacles, challenges, man, they're beautiful things, man, because um, a lot of time, you know, um, I. I and, and I'm talking to myself even as I said this, say this, man, a lot of times if you're in a situation where, yeah, you may be having a job or you might be in a good relationship or let's even look at the mental health aspect. If you're depressed or upset or angry all the time and things of that nature, man, it can be um, really, really easy to feel like, yo, I'm I'm never happy. I'm not content. I'm not satisfied. What's wrong with me? And me with someone who suffers from bipolar disorder with the anxiety and the depression and all of that stuff that comes along with it, that can really ride me, man. Sometimes I feel like I'm never happy. I'm never content. I'm not where I want to be at. But then I think, is it really an obstacle? Is it really an issue that I'm having? Or is it my body that knows and my subconscious that I've trained to want these bigger, better, greater things for myself, letting me know, like, yo, be uncomfortable. And that's what obstacles are. They're they're, they're and most times meant to make you uncomfortable so that you do something about it. You feel me? Like, uh, I say this all the time. A lot of people say this, but, you know, the saying that, hey, when you get mad enough, you'll do something about it. When an obstacle is tough enough or frustrates you enough. And again, this is if you're not a quitter and we don't create quitters here at Medicine Ball. So we're not talking about that. You're going to do something about it. If that job is making you mad enough, 
You're going to go find another job or better yet, create a business where you can make your own money. If you're tired of being depressed and, and anxious in every day, you may turn to drugs or partying or alcohol or something like that. But that's only going to last for so long before you're going to be forced to do something different. Whether you get in trouble with the law, whether it's bad for your health, something's going to force you to make a change. And that's how we got to start looking at these obstacles more so. And, and, and I know I said they could be distractions and the distraction is only from how you perceive it, but these things are really indicators of what's going on, whether you where you need to tweak something or hello, it's an opportunity over here. All right. So first thing I'm going to do is break down the obstacles into, into three groups, man. The first obstacle. These are called external obstacles. All right. And these are obstacles that are outside of your control, such as the economy, um, a natural disaster. Uh, we were talking about, you know, uh, an American Ninja Warrior. Maybe you got physical limitations or the political climate. You know, we got an impeachment popping right now. Those are things that are going to affect you. Even the food stamp thing, they're going to affect people, but it's not nothing you can do anything about. And the thing with external obstacles is we need to identify those as just as what they are. And I like to call external external uh, um, obstacles. Those are the bad distractions because those are things that you will harp on, that you will let control your mood, let control how you react and deal with things that you can't even fix. And, you know, all of this ties in. I've talked about it in previous podcasts, man. You got to know what you put your energy from uh, towards, man. I mean, hell, like it's certain things you can't control if they decide tomorrow uh, the, the higher ups, that minimum wage is going to be $5 an hour, man, you could complain, you can gripe, you could be upset, you can get be angry, you can wild out. It ain't nothing you can do about that. So that's the first type of obstacle and it's external obstacle. So let me relate this. If you're running that obstacle course to get to your ultimate goal, an external obstacle is the coach blowing his whistle at another drill across the field. That may bother you. It may be something that, uh, you know, uh, brings your attention to it or you look up and be like, who's blowing the whistle? It's something you can't deal with. You can't stop the obstacle. You can't stop running your race towards the end to go deal with something that you got no control over. So external obstacles is the first type of obstacle. All right. The second type of obstacle I like to call are internal obstacles. So we got external and internal obstacles. These obstacles are most prevalent because they're generally one-time issues, but you have direct control over them, i.e. debt, cash flow, time and availability, uh, a needed skill or talent that's necessary for whatever you're trying to, 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 uh, to deal with. Um, one-time issues, man, but you have control over them. Um, you know, if you lose your job, you're going to, you're, you're, it's not like you're never going to be able to make money again. Uh, maybe you had a breakup with somebody, you know, um, chances are, unless you really love that person, then it's going to be makeups to breakups. But if it's a bad breakup or a rough breakup, chances are you're only going to have to deal with that one time. Maybe your transmission go went out on your car. If you get that replaced, your transmission is not going to go out on your car every week. If it does, you got to, that, that you got an external obstacle because something's going on that's outside of your control with your car. But these are things that are one time things, but they heavily sway our moods and our opinions and our feelings. It could be a bad day at work. It could be a write up. It could be an argument with your spouse. It could be your kid bringing home a bad grade. It could be not getting something you wanted for Christmas. You know, it could be you gambling or something and it not paying off. But they tend to to to, to distract us 
in a negative way that causes us again to stray away from the path. Now, the thing about these obstacles is the reason I won't attach a distraction to it as a bad distraction as uh, opposed to an indicator is because it's something you got control over. If you got debt, you took out the credit card. I mean, you, you swiped your card. If you got cash flow issues, there's definitely somewhere you could cut back. You know, if you only have a certain amount of time and availability due to your work or maybe you have kids or whatnot, you need to rearrange maybe when you're able to do certain things. You know, if you want to play the piano and you don't know how to play it, that's something you could control yourself. It's just being willing to deal with it. And these obstacles also hide a lot of opportunities for growth and betterment. If you have an obstacle for a problem for cash flow, that's an opportunity to learn from that. If you're in debt, Man, you could get out of it, but I, I, you know, you should probably learn and use that as a plan, this obstacle, to forecast how you are with your spending. And this goes back into what we're talking about. What I always focus on, you got to know yourself. And we're going to get into that more in the next one because self-awareness is important when dealing with these obstacles. But you got to know yourself, man. If you're seeing that you're having an obstacle with cash flow problems or something like that, or you're not able to pay your bills, there's something that you can do. Okay, I'll give you this perfect example, cash flow problem. You're in debt. Your credit score is low. You don't know how to pay your bills. That's an opportunity. Um, when I first wanted to build my credit, man, I accidentally built my credit up because what I did was I went out and found something that would allow me to get the product up front, pay it, and I just put it on auto withdrawal. So that killed like two or three birds in one stone with a quote unquote obstacle because number one, I got those bills paid. Number two, that raised my credit. And number three, it put me in a situation where I'm like, yo, I can operate like this. It opens you up to something that you can use to actually help you. That's an eternal obstacle. All right. The last one, and this is stiff, man. This is stiff. Is a habitual obstacle. A habitual obstacle. And these obstacles pretty much reflect how you get in your own way. And they can only be changed with behavior change, a pattern change. And, you know, we've talked about this. I'm, I'm staying consistent with everything I've been talking about in all my other podcasts. You're going to have to analyze your pattern and you're going to have to analyze your behavior. Habitual obstacles is something that is very dear to me because it's what I needed to do to, um, you know, change some of these habits in order for me to live a little bit more stress-free, to not be as anxious or have anxiety as much, to not have as many racing thoughts, to not get into these months of depression. I had to change some of the bigger things that I was doing in order to take care of these. Now, those are things. Now, here's the thing. The, the last two internal and habitual obstacles, two things. Number one, there's things that you control and you can change. And number two, that's where these power-ups and boosts are hidden. So in order to overcome the obstacles, whether it be business or personal, you got to kind of master those areas and know what's what. So we're going to run right back through it again because um, I don't want to spend too much time on it. But this is something that I'm hoping will help you guys to be able to see things and try to kind of change the way you think about them. So that way, when you look at an opportunity like, yo, my boss is pissing me off. Yeah, that's an opportunity for you to research your passion and find to try to make some income out of it. All right. So again, external obstacles. This is stuff you don't have no control over. Um, a lot of times people fall into this category because you can't always control what the other person is going to do, but you can control yourself and your reaction. So external obstacles are things that it's really a mirage because they're not even an obstacle. An obstacle, I feel like, is something that 
you know, stands in your way with the potential for you to get around or get over or get past it. You know, if the economy goes bad and you're a small fry, you're the average person like the rest of us, it's nothing you can do about it. So why make yourself sick about it? Why make your mood bad about it? Why get depressed about it? Why put so much energy into stuff you can't change, man? And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of personal that's involved in that, man. I always say sometimes, and, and, and you know, it's kind of the jerk side of me that can't come out. Um, I always say to me sometimes that, like, yo, you're making yourself mad. I didn't even do anything to you. And it's really a jerk thing. But I be really meaning that when I say that to people who be upset at me and I don't even do anything. Like, what are you mad at me for? I didn't do anything to you. But, but you know, external obstacles. Second one, internal obstacles. These are generally issues that arise one time. And these are these situations where I tell you, if you're upset about something or you're emotional about something, let that joint ride out because that's so, so temporary. Now, what you can do is if you're not careful, you could turn one of these internal obstacles or things that are just one time things that, you know, you have direct control over. You could turn that into a real obstacle if you don't handle it right. So you got to be aware of those and know that this is where some of the, the, the secrets lie. You know, whether it's you losing your job and being forced to find something you love to do or passionate to make money about, or whether it's you being depressed or tired of being angry and fighting and arguing every day. Something's going to happen in you. I call these the movements, the indicators. The eternal obstacles are movement. They're going to cause you to move. You're going to sit there and you take it, or you're going to move that boulder out the road. And most of the time you move the boulder out the road, you're going to find that purse like we were talking about in the story. And the last one, habitual obstacles. This is yourself. This that person in the mirror. And this is the one that, again, is a boost. You know, I often talk about just something as simple as me practicing Spanish every day. Yo, that's like a lesson. It's like going to class. It is nothing. I mean, for me, it's fun, but most people are going to perceive that as a task or a distraction. But I use that and I have learned to love it. And it comes out that it instills discipline in me because it's something that I'm going to do every day. And in those days where I feel like I'm not doing anything or I'm following through, I could go back to that behavioral change, even how I'm eating. You know, obstacles aren't always we got to look at the way we think about them, you know, even eating. Um, it, it was an obstacle and it's not like I was just all the way out of shape or anything, but I am open to, like I said, anything that can help my mental health situation, I'm open to it. So changing my food. Okay. Uh, it might be an obstacle because yeah, I like a pizza like everybody else. I like the occasional burger and fries like everybody else, but I definitely like how my clothes are starting to fit. I'm definitely liking the glances I'm getting for women, et cetera, et cetera. Let me stop. But you know, it's something that I turned into a boost because now I'm cooking different. You feel me? It's allowing me to be creative and explore things at the same time doing something that's good for myself. So that's a habitual obstacle. All right. So it's very important that you kind of have a concept and, you know, it can get deeper. But just for the sake of this podcast, I want y'all to remember these three obstacles because that's all there really are. And again, we want to turn them into opportunities. So what we're going to talk about in the next step. It's three things. I'm actually going to give you four things that you can do in order to, you know, kind of combat these obstacles and start looking at them at a at a different uh, perspective in a different way. And to where you can actually use them as a boost or a power up because, man, that's where you win it. When you can take something that's a hardship or a loss and turn it into a super big gain or a win, 
Man, it's beautiful. Let's talk medicine ball, man. How many times do we see the quarterback fumble the ball and pick it up 10 yards in the backfield? But because of that fumble, all the defensive uh, backs run up towards the ball. Quarterback picks it up. Bam. Now that obstacle is your boost. You could throw a touchdown right over the top. Got to learn to start looking at it a different way, all right? So this was seg two. We talked about the different types of obstacles or perceived obstacles, and I'm really going to get away from that. I'm really trying to work y'all away from this and getting through this obstacle course because these are nothing but power-ups, boost, and opportunity to make a change in your life that you probably want to make anyway, but you may not have the courage or the motivation or know how to do it. We're going to get to that, all right? Medicine Ball with your boy LS3. Real quick, you guys could have chose to be anywhere in the world today and you chose to be with me, and I want to again say thank you. I never take that lightly, all right? Check this beat out, and we're going to be back with the last and third final seg about the obstacle course on episode 21 of Medicine Ball. Peep this beat. We'll be right back, all right? Yeah, yeah. Welcome back, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Medicine Ball with your boy LS3. If you're in the shape, at least your brain should be. Welcome to Medicine Ball. We'll be focusing on giving your brain a six-pack. Know that. This week's episode, podcast number 21, Obstacle Course. We're talking about these obstacles and these distractions and what they really are. Are they really obstacles? Are they really distractions? Or are they indicators? Are they opportunities? Are there chances to better yourself and all that good stuff man so i um kind of gave y'all a little story on the first seg the second seg i kind of defined the difference between the obstacles breaking them up until external obstacles internal obstacles and habitual obstacles and in this seg we'll give y'all a couple of them hacks man y'all know how i do man medicine ball work out your brain some hacks some tips and tricks on how to um get through it and look at things from a different way all right all right so Let's get right into it, man. So I'm, these are no, no uh, particular order. However, I am going to uh, kind of relate each one to one of those obstacles we talked about, man. So the first thing, man, and I really didn't want to go into it, but just let's get into it because I keep preaching it. It's important. You have to embrace self-awareness and know yourself. You got to embrace the, the you got to be self-aware. You got to know yourself. You got to be honest with yourself. You got to know what your triggers are, the things that bother you, the things that make you great, the things that make you the worst person you could be. You got to know yourself. And here's the reason why. If you're not honest with yourself and know yourself and, and you're not an aware person, you won't even see an obstacle, i.e. indicator, i.e. opportunity that's there. And you'll never reach your goals. You know, um, it's real easy, and, and I mean, and it doesn't make you a bad person. It's human nature, man. Like, people typically like to be told what to do and like suggestions because if things don't work out, they want somebody else to put it on other than themselves. So um, one thing about this whole self-awareness thing I try to do, and I'm not perfect by any means, and I want y'all to understand, even as I talk to y'all about these obstacles and talking about these things that can sometimes be distractions, I'm talking to myself. Y'all are my therapy, just like I'm some of y'all's therapy, man. But here's the thing. 
I try to take an unreasonable amount of responsibility for everything that happens. Right now, depending on where you're at, if it's an external obstacle, remember something that you can't control. And again, you got to know yourself because this is why how I look at it, man. If somebody drops a baby in a cradle and a note at your door and rings the doorbell, that's not your fault. That's something you couldn't control, but now it is your responsibility. You feel what I'm saying? So it's just like the the key is to be aware and understand that there is an obstacle and kind of try to take some responsibility for dealing with your obstacles because if you can't take responsibility for the obstacles that are in front of you and this awareness thing i want to link that straight to habitual obstacles right those obstacles that reflect how we get in our own way you feel me so if you're not able to be self-aware and understand what's going on and be able to even acknowledge and be like yo something's up you're never going to get to that next step so we got to kind of start taking, and, and again, I take unreasonable responsibility, and I know for me, my diagnosis, how I think and how I am, it works for me because even when something I didn't do or I can't control or I don't like how it turned out and I ain't have nothing to do with it, I make it my business to be like, to put myself in front of it in a way to where I can be like, okay, I do have something to do with it because I can do this about it. So that is awareness and knowing yourself. That's number one. And I'm relating it straight to that habitual obstacle. Because if you don't know yourself, you're not going to see those habitual obstacles, which are the things that get in your way that you can only change by changing your behavior, your pattern, and how you do things. You got to be aware. Self-awareness will open you up to be able to realize the patterns. Hey, every time I get a bonus from work, I like to go to the club. But if you're not self-aware and you're not able to look at those habits and whatnot, you're not going to be able to make moves. So that's the first one, man. You got to embrace self-awareness to know yourself. Uh, the second thing is use time to your advantage. Now, me, me personally, guys, I'm a guy who's horrible with time management. However, it's a give and a take. So it's like. I don't know with me and this goes back to knowing myself when I'm under pressure, I typically pretend to perform better or at least up to a par. Like it's not going to be a time where I'm under pressure to get something done and I'm just going to bomb it. Like at the bare minimum, you're going to be like, yo, this was better than I expected. So here's the thing, right? When I'm talking about using time to your advantage and being aware of your time, I want you to understand something. So we were talking about momentum, right? Momentum and time definitely go hand in hand with each other because as you spend more time doing something, it will build momentum. And just like I was telling you um, with, with, with the running up the wall of, of American and Ninja or man, let's take it back to Nickelodeon, um, spill your guts. Was it called guts or double dare or something like that? You have to use that momentum coming down that slide to run through the little foam balls as you invest more time into the things that you perceive as an obstacle, you will develop a couple of things. Number one, you'll be able to manage your impatience Impatience, And I feel like a lot of our obstacles, especially with me, are derived from us not being patient and not wanting to take the time to get things done. And, you know, that's a whole nother other topic. You know, a lot of people want the glory, but they don't want to go through it. They don't want to, you know, I'm talking to my cousin about this right now as being an entrepreneur. And as I dwell and uh, dive into other things, man, sometimes people are scared to get dirty. You know, you can't be scared to go back to that dark place where you got to grind or in the South, as they say, you got to get it out the mud. You have to put in the time. It will help you with your patience. And when you're dealing with an obstacle, 
or situation, the harder it is, the more time it's going to take to overcome. You know, unless you just already straight, I can take it back to your car. If your transmission goes out or your transmission is starting to go out, you might need to save a couple of checks to pay for that. Yo, so this is where we go back to writing things down. When I talk about writing things down, I want you guys to understand I'm coming from a person who's not good at writing things down, who's not the most organized person, but I'm still able to do little things to help get me there. And what it also does is helps is, I hate to say it, when you can see your goals and see things that you're checking off, I mean, it's like a checklist. Even when you go to the grocery store, you feel good checking that stuff off as you grab it. That way, you can see the impact of the small things that you're doing turning into a big thing. So time is very important. You got to learn to use it as an advantage and make it your ally. The more time you put into it, yo, you don't have to put an hour into meditating every day. If you put that five minutes in, that five minutes adds up. Let's look at it from a business standpoint. I mean, hell, nobody might not want to say you're a day trader, right? And you're making a dollar off a trade. That doesn't seem like very much. But if over the course of the time you make a million trades, you see that build, you see the impact of those small trades getting big and it helps you to track what's going on so that you can go ahead and put the effort and time into it and get that momentum to bust through any obstacle or furthermore, the more momentum that you get and the better you feel about it as time goes on, you'll start not necessarily seeing it as an obstacle, but as a springboard. So when I'm talking about time, I'm not necessarily talking time management like, yo, set aside an hour to do that. It's just like, hey, use the time in a way to like be patient, to control your patience. Um, you got to understand that anything worth having or anything that's worth overcoming usually isn't done very quickly. When you have time to deal with something, it lets you get comfortable, build momentum and become stronger. So this is what I'm talking uh, about with maybe external obstacles, right? Sometimes external obstacles, um, Again, they can be a distraction, and even though you can't control them, only time will wait them out. So if the economy is bad or maybe you're in real estate and you can't sell a house, over time while you're getting the skills that it takes to sell a house in a bad economy, eventually the economy is going to be good and all that skill that you obtain doing it the hard way, when it's easy, it's going to be able to knock it out. I'll give you another example that's related to medicine ball. Sometimes if you work out, okay, I'll, I'll take it, I'll relate me again. I used to always like have a good vertical my whole life, like for my size and my height, I was always able to, uh, you know, I'm not just doing 360 dunks, but I can definitely catch a oop. I could definitely throw it off the backboard. I'm definitely blocking shots. And so what I used to do was get the ankle weights. And the idea was I would walk around all the time when I wasn't playing ball with the ankle weights on. And over time of that hard hindrance of the weights being heavy, when it got time to play ball and I took them off, I felt lighter. So all that time and patience that I put in ended up being something to help me to be able to jump higher and run faster. And make the necessary adjustments and whatnot. It'll be easier to do because you did it the hard way and you spent time doing it the hard way. Let me piggyback off that again. When I first started making beats, man, and I'm going to sound so old, we didn't have YouTube, right? So anybody who knows anything about beats, I, I started, my first program was Reason. 
which is, a, I, I think, a sister of the program, Logic. So if you're using Logic, imagine Reason. So, But imagine you don't have YouTube. You don't have, the Google isn't like it is now. So I'm looking at a bunch of plugins on the screen with no idea of what they mean. But as I'm sitting there tweaking them, playing with them, and I think one day, man, this is what really threw me off. I thought I was mastering it, and I hit the tab button, and it turned the whole system around. So on the screen, say, for instance, I'm looking at an MPC. It's digital. It's on the screen in this program. You press the tab button. It turns it around so you can see the wires. Not only that, you could cross the wires to make different sounds. So by the time YouTube came out and by the time easier things came out for me to navigate through it, I was a pro. I didn't have no problems with knowing how to synchronize something or quantize something or clip a boundary or stretch a sample because I had did it the hard way. And I put in that time doing something I thought was a hindrance or an uh, obstacle. And it turned out being my springboard. Like it's no way I'll never, it's going to be hard pressed for me to see some type of music system, any system, GarageBand, Logic, Reason, Pro Tools, Fruity Loops, and get intimidated because I put in that time, okay? Use time to your advantage, man. Don't always look at it as a bad thing. The third thing, commit to a focused discipline. So it's easy to get distracted with these obstacles in the present and, um, you know, when when you're busy and you got a lot of stuff going on, there's always going to be something that's going on, a fire to put out, as I would say. And true discipline is about making yourself commit time and effort to your benefit, regardless of what's going on. It's going to be not too long here before I branch out with this Spanish thing and I'm doing uh, even music with Spanish rappers, man, like even me just learning Spanish, bro, it opens me up to conversations and things of a culture that I never, never would know anything about even a job. Like, I don't even think I'll ever have tr uh, trouble landing a job again because, um, pretty soon I'm gonna be considered bilingual. So that little discipline right there of me practicing my Spanish for 15 minutes every day is way bigger. Because it allows me for those for that time, best believe, I got my headset on. I'm not looking at the TV. I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not listening to music. I don't give a darn. And now it's to the point where it's just like natural. I don't even have to force myself. I just know what time it is. Yo, when it's time to hit this Spanish up, everything goes off. Yeah, I, want, I might want to play 2K. Yeah, I might want to go have a, a brew. Well, I don't drink beer, but, you know, drink with the friends or something like that. But I'm going to use this Spanish as, yo, once I complete my lessons... Then I'm going to go do that. And that builds in discipline. That instills a couple of things in you. That lets you know that, yo, something you think you can't commit to, look at the things you're already committed to. And not only that, it's helping me in the long run. It even helps me with communicating with people. I never understood how important tones were in your voice until I started speaking Spanish. And I realized that donde esta versus donde esta can mean two completely different things. So even when I talk to people in English, you know what I mean? I'm aware of tones and 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 and, and vocal reflections and things like that. And it's just a beautiful thing because simple as simple as, you know, practice practicing Spanish, which when I was back in school, I should have been taken advantage of, but I thought it was an obstacle or a hindrance. When meanwhile, if, if I can go back and do it again, I take Spanish, Latin, Japanese, Chinese, Korean, everything because I know what it is now. Find something to get focused on. Find something to get disciplined about. It could be reading a book 30 minutes a day. It could be your meditating. It could be watching what you eat. It could be doing a little couple of push-ups in the morning. It could be making your bed. Find something to commit to and love it. 
because then you won't have to worry. Like I never, when I do my Spanish lesson, have to pull myself away from something. As soon as I click on that joint and start, it's going to get done. All right. So um, c commit a focused discipline to something, man, um, because things that are obstacles are often opportunities to better yourself in some way, shape or form in your life with a skill or um, a way that you perceive thing or just working out your mind. It's medicine ball, all right? Focus on it and then focus on it once you get that skill until it's gone. I'm riding this Spanish out until I get to the end and there's nothing that is going to stop me. And I'm just using that as an example just to kind of give my story with it. But there's many things you guys can do, all right? And let me piggyback right off into that bonus point. Y'all know how I get down, man. We had three different obstacles that I described to you and I gave you three instances of what you could do to deal with them. Here go that bonus point. Use your creativity to your advantage. Engage your own creativity, right? I'm a music guy. You know, uh, sometimes I can, um, I don't know, if I don't want to make a beat, it could be something as simple as listening to classic music, right? And from listening to classic music, I'll be like, yo, that violin sounds dope. What key is that on? Oh, man, I can hear all the extra uh, sounds in the background. I can hear all the instruments I'm just by listening to classical music. And that right there, because I'm such a creative person and a loving person when it comes to music, will usually get, get me enough to get Fruity Loops open. And once I get that open, it is a wrap. Use your creativity to your advantage. If you're a charming person, but you don't necessarily have good relationships, man, use that charm to your advantage to try to kind of, you know, if you don't want to say you be nice to people, say, yo, I'm going to charm, be charming to people. You got to use the things that you're already good at to your advantage. If you're a tidy person and you like to, uh, you know, um, clean the bathroom, you know what I'm saying? I almost said it in Spanish. Like, that's why I was so lock, locked in. I've been on. I was like, limpiar el baño. Clean the bathroom. If you're a tidy person who likes to clean the bathroom, hell, why can't you piggyback that into maybe, maybe, uh, you know, you could come up with a cleaning uh, product or a new cleaning tool. You know, somebody was sitting around who liked to clean who came up with the Swifter. You feel me? Somebody was sitting around who was into cleaning, who came up with the with the spray stuff that you, you spray the shower down to. If you don't want to scrub it every single time, you know, yeah. hey, I, you know, I scrub my showers. But, yo, somebody came up with that. I didn't come up with it. You know, the little spray you spray on after every time you use the tub just to uh, keep it from being um being rough. But long story short, engage in your creativity. If you're a person who likes colors and this is what also helped me change when I'm talking about my diet. I like colors. I like vibrant patterns and things. So when I'm making my big old salad and I start chopping up these bell peppers, the orange bell pepper and the red bell pepper and, and, and the apple and the grape, it becomes a painting to me. You feel me? I don't know if y'all can feel that it becomes I'm creating something like I never thought it was a problem like I was never I'm gonna be honest I never not haven't not been able to cook it's just been that I don't want to but all I gotta do is slice one pepper and bam my artistic mode goes in and now I'm creating something you feel me if you're an organizer or something uh you know use anything you can that you're creative at to your ability and there's millions of people who are cre creative at tons of things you know even with the call of duty man we're gonna do a full circle and i'm gonna wrap it up the call of duty i was talking about earlier man i'm at the point now where i got people on xbox and whatnot just following me and jumping in my lobby because they're like yo this dude knows how to get us through these special ops missions and we need an achievement just anything man you gotta use what you're good at my voice 
you know, my voice. I, I know that I have a voice that can be easy to listen to to some people, not to all people. And so because of that, I can use that to talk about a podcast. You know, when I first started this, I tried the blog thing first and I was like, man, I'm not good at necessarily. And, 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 my, and my SAT verb is weird. My SAT verbal scores were sky freaking high, but it's just like I'm not that good at writing things. But I can tell you, I can speak it to you in a way that that that, you know, is easier to comprehend or comfortable for me. Engage in your own creativity, man. Use your creativity and all of these things together will ultimately Start exercising your brain, man. And that's what we're about here at Medicine Ball, changing your perspective, changing how you view things and changing how you think. And even if you take one second and you think about an obstacle for one second, I've done my job because you're already trying to think about different ways to do things. And that's ultimately where we're trying to get y'all. All right. Medicine Ball with LS3. I ain't going to hold y'all too long, man. Real quick. They are up. You can follow on Twitter. I have an official Twitter and official Instagram that is dedicated straight to Medicine Ball. And it is called uh, Medicine Ball LS3. Just like that on Twitter and Instagram. Yo, y'all, please come follow me. Um, I deal with a lot of mental health people on those things. I've been following people. I take ideas from them and I post them to y'all. More inspiration. I know I've been working on it, but it's there and it's time to engage. So please, as well with the podcast, like, subscribe, and share. We are available on all platforms. Remember, I'm doing this, a lot of this stuff by myself. So as I check some of the platforms, I'm seeing some of the platforms have certain episodes and not the other ones. And then I have behind the scenes deals going on with some of these companies. So look, it's everywhere. Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, Anchor, wherever you're able to get it, just know that you could go search that on any other music platform and it will be there available. All right. YouTube's coming up in next in the next season. But again, Twitter and Instagram, come follow, come support, send it to your friends. Somebody you know is suffering from some type of depression or anxiety or mental health illness, and they just don't have the courage to come forward. Or maybe you've said something and not thought about what you said, and it made them not feel comfortable. Drop the link in their box. It's real cool. It's real discreet. I didn't name this thing mental health uh, wellness or anything. I named it something very discreet so you can drop it into your people's thing. Even when I come across people, you know, it doesn't seem as intimidating if something's just called medicine ball. Like, subscribe, share, please. Y'all don't understand when y'all do that. It makes um the other companies pay more attention to me and it makes me spread myself out and it makes me be able to provide more things for you guys. I've already been talking about me changing my diet. Trust me, I got some big stuff coming up and some big reveals coming up for the next season. So again, Instagram and Twitter, Medicine Ball, LS and the number three. Yo, I appreciate you guys again, man. Let's turn these obstacles and opportunities. And remember, as always, you got this. You are not alone. I love you guys. I appreciate you for rocking with me. Until we meet again, hold it down. Give your brain a six-pack. Keep your head up and do your thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm out. Thank you.